Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Well, hello, Stevie. How goes it? Goeth well, goeth well, my friend. How are you? Uh, goeth well with me as well. Klingon Maktajash, you know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. Someone asked me over the weekend if I spoke fluent Klingon, and I said, no, I don't. But did you know you could learn Klingon on the app Duolingo? Yes, yes. And some of us may have had to dip into it to learn how to pronounce a particular word from today's episode. Is that so? Yes. I wasn't sure on the second word of the title of the game they play. But anyway, let's let's introduce <laughs> the show. Welcome to Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast where we talk about Star Trek illogically. And it's a podcast. Uh, today's start date is start date 33295.9. And we're talking about Lower Decks, season three. Episode two, the least dangerous game. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, this was a wonderful, a wonderful episode two. Where things getting back to normal and so on and so forth. But, but uh, mm-hmm. we should do our preamble. Uh, mm-hmm. So hey, review us on Apple Podcasts if you Apple. I almost said Apple like uh, Apple. Review us on Apple. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, and uh, <laughs> I think I would love to hear you do our whole preamble in Klingon. 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 Yeah. I would love to. Uh, maybe one day I'll. <laughs> I do have a few t- like uh, saved bookmarks of Klingon translators. I could mm-hmm. literally translate to Klingon, but probably wouldn't sound. Oh, I just meant in a voice. You oh, don't need, need in to do it the in voice Klingon. Of Martok, sort of. Sure. Uh, well, review us on Apple Podcast. Stevie, talk about Patreon. Uh, yes, yes, Mr. Klingon. Yes, 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 sir. Um, so we do have a Patreon, and it would be wonderful for you to join us there. We have live streams that you can view us uh, live. I suppose that, that is in the title. You can join us for Zoom conversations and hangs. You can join us for movie and show watch parties. We have lots of fun. So please jo- do join us at patreon.com forward slash set phases. Yes. Also, our episodes are on YouTube somewhere. Uh, ma. Ma. Kapla. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, remember Kapla Corner? Um, the yes. uh, I've traded in my Kapla Corners for hot takes uh, and tinfoil time, but maybe I'll get upset again one day. Um, the uh, let's just run down this episode, I guess. Let's do it. It's time to run it down. Can you run it down for me? What just happened? Can you run it down for me? Okay, so the least dangerous game. It starts with the Lower Decks crew uh, playing uh, a little tabletop game with a a video component uh, uh, recorded by uh, the aforementioned Martach, Chancellor of the Klingon Empire. Uh, 
And uh, it's basically, uh, I mean, if you're a big nerd like me, you know that it's Dungeons and Dragons. There's deep, there's dice, there's cards, and there's a table, and they're holding weapons. I think uh, Boimler's wearing like a Klingon wig, and they have tiny batlets and blood daggers. Anyway, the game is called <coughs> Batlets and Bichnush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. You can't find Bichnush, by the way, on a Klingon uh, dictionary. You can find Bich, which means them, and Nush, which I think means sort of like coward or fearful. So Bichnush is like those cowards. Batlets and cowards. Swords and cowards, as opposed to Dungeons and Dragons. Anyway, they're playing the game. It's super fun. Kind of goofy. It's a throwback to, I sort of remember. Anyway, I don't know. This might be an Easter egg. Yes, so you're right. It is an Easter egg. Okay. Well, then I won't mention it, but. I may or may not have wanted so this something thing. like yes. this uh, about 20 years ago. I didn't ago. even know about it, but anyway, uh, let's carry on. No, you didn't I even know about it. it? I think it must have been an American thing because it would have been on. It had it, to be. Because the different. Yeah. Um, never mind, we'll get to it. Okay. Um, so, uh, Mariner is called away early by Ransom, as we may recall from the last episode. Ransom is now her direct sort of senior officer in charge of her her basically whether or not she'll stay in Starfleet just to straighten up and fly right and she has a mission in like two hours and he's like show up an hour early so that you're an hour early uh, so because if you're later than that you're late and Rutherford's on the same mission but uh, he doesn't have to go early so she goes away uh, they continue playing Bathless and Bichnush and uh, uh, Rutherford is sort of bemoaning uh, his situation he's trying to you know is always trying to climb the ladder and he finds out that uh, a, a different Starfleet person by the name of Vendome has been made captain, got a field promotion, and it's stuck, and now is commanding a ship, and he's wondering what he's done wrong, and, uh, you know, uh, he's upset about it. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Mariner and Rutherford later, I suppose, go on this mission to fix these. Uh, it's a planet uh, with one of those things where it's like a elevator that goes from the surface to the into space called an orbital lift. But Mariner calls it a space elevator, and that's basically what it is. And they are helping the Dulanians, uh, who are a wellness, in air quotes, based society, which everyone knows means they're hot and sexy and just <laughs> hang out in tropical places. Uh, and in a weird reversal, instead of having uh, Chief Billups and Rutherford fix the platforms while uh, the command staff, Ransom and Mariner, go down to the planet to hang out with the locals and, you know, get their freak on. Uh, Ransom switches it up. He sends Billups and Rutherford down to the planet. And he says he and Mariner can fix the, the elevator. Mariner's upset about this, but has to follow orders, even though they're super weird. Uh, Boimler, having had his discussion with Tendi, uh, realizes, like, maybe his issue is that he's always trying to climb the social ladder and he doesn't get out and say yes to things more often. And uh, as this is happening, some, like, uh, sort of strong, square-jawed, cadet comes by and asks him if he wants to play spring ball and he's like of course not and then Tendi's like come on say yes to things so he goes all right i'll go play uh spring ball then he goes to play and it's with a bunch of security people and shacks uh and uh boimler uh plays terribly and screams a lot and gets knocked down 
But Shax thanks him and says he did great work. And he's like on the on spring ball. And Shax is like, no, that terrifying scream was perfect for uh, my Bajoran dirge choir where they scream and cry. Uh, and uh, he says, uh, why don't you come do that? And so Boyman goes and does that. And uh, he's basically having a, a, a magical day of yes, where that leads to him uh, sitting for a painting class and uh, into other things. Uh, Mariner, still working, uh, uh, is is upset. And Billups and Rutherford are having a great time on the planet with the Delanians, I think is what I said. Uh, Delanians, uh, where they kiss instead of handshaking, and, and according to Rutherford, with tongue. Uh, meanwhile, Boimler comes to meet Tony for like a Tendi. Tony, who's Tony? Comes to meet uh, Tendi for lunch, and it's like it's been a great day. Even though I've have been getting out of my comfort zone, I've been making all these connections. Shaq owes me a favor, and all this other stuff. He's like, I'm just gonna say yes to everything. Is what he says, uh, which of course leads directly into tragedy because he is then. Uh, they're both approached by a large, shielded, huge bird-like creature named Cranch. Who was supposed to go down to the planet, but because of the lifts are broken, he can't go and he must hunt. And uh, he says he wants to hunt one of them. And uh, Tandy says, oh, no, thanks. And Boimler agrees to be hunted like a complete idiot. Uh, so he's going to be hunted by Cranch in exactly one hour. Uh, Billups and Rutherford down on the surface managed to get into diplomatic trouble because they went into a building where you have to have your navel exposed uh, or it's an offense to their gods. And uh, Mariner once again questions Rutherford's uh, command decisions, but Rutherford says, hey, just demand to parlay and everything will be fine. Use a strong voice. Just be a commander. Uh, meanwhile, Boimler is uh, on the ship and he is being literally hunted by this guy Crunch who's throwing like spears and stuff at him. He's running through the ship. He eventually manages to uh, run into the captain as he's running for safety through a Jeffrey's tube. And he tells the captain that he's being hunted. And Captain Freeman says, oh, well, not on my ship. And then just as she's about to call it off, he mentions that it's this person named Cranch, who uh, Captain Freeman's like, oh, I had mimosas with him. I had brunch with him earlier. He's super lovely. You can call off the security alert. Good luck. Happy hunting. Uh, so Boiler continues to be hunted by Cranch, and uh, it's not going well. And uh, that is that. Meanwhile, Mariner completely runs out of patience uh, with uh, the way things are going, because I think Rutherford and Billups further offend the Dulanians and are being taken to a volcano to speak to their god their god is either it, it's complicated they have a god that's like a volcano god a, an evil supercomputer and a weird psychic baby uh those are the gods of this weird planet uh i anyway i love this thing that they did with the they did the thing where like every paradise planet has a weird weird thing <laughs> it always, every, yeah every star trek episode that starts off with like it's just a wonderful place and then you find out that they're like yeah, they kill everyone under 12. Suck the lives of babies of, yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. That one in Strange New World. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> uh, I thought that was great. They're being dragged away. And Mariner basically is like, I can't do this anymore. I have to go. So she uh, gets into a spacesuit and she's like, I'm going to disobey orders. And she leaps off the space platform and jumps down, uh, you know, doing the like base jumping thing that weird Starfleet people seem to love where you jump from... <laughs> the upper atmosphere free falling into the planet which makes no sense uh but as she gets like halfway down she gets a call from ransom who admits like hey you know what i was really trying to 
do this thing to teach you about following orders, even though the orders didn't make sense. And I'm starting to worry about Rutherford and Billups. So I think we should go down. He's like, meet me in section E and hey, we're going to have to base jump. Uh, and so Mariner stops her descent, climbs back up, uh, has to take like a bunch of stairs, has to strip off the things he has and meet him in the room, pretend that she was just there working on stuff. And of course, she is exhausted by the time that happens. And he's super excited. And he's like, hey, now let's get back to business. And so they both jump down. Mariner's basically asleep the entire trip down. because She's so exhausted. Uh, they manage to get to the planet uh, and have to enter the basically it's at this point. Rutherford and Phillips are about to be thrown into the volcano that ransom sets up and says, I demand parley. Uh, and uh, then uh, because they are a plant, a wellness culture. Uh, they say, why should we listen to you? You're an inferior human being. And, of course, Ransom, as we know, is a complete gym rat meathead. So he rips off his shirt and shows his abs, which impresses the three gods. And so he's allowed to parley and save the day. Meanwhile, Boimler, being hunted by Cranch, uh, finds himself back in the game room where they were playing <coughs> Batleth and Bichnush. And uh, he is inspired by a speech from Martok, tells him to stand up for himself. So he straps on a bunch of gear and he comes out and he says, now the hunted, the hunted has become the hunter. Uh, and he says, now I shall destroy you. Uh, but of course, he has nothing to do. And uh, and Cranch throws a spear and knocks him to the ground and he starts bleeding out. And then uh, we find out that Cranch, hey, it's like, yeah, we don't we we are catch and release culture. So he just takes a photo for his uh, the gram essentially and then uh gives Boimler some notes on being the hunted uh namely that uh the hunted always thinks they're going to become the hunter it's a tale as old as time and uh but he earns the respect of cranch so once again saying yes works out and cranch obviously has the ear of captain freeman uh so afterward everything you know is good everyone gets back to the ship mariner talks to ransom ransom's like hey you know I'm sorry I made that weird call, but if you ever disrespect my orders, you're out of here on your ass. Uh, and she tries to kiss after him, and he's not into it. But then he is into it secretly because it's weird that Mariner and Ransom are so very similar. Hmm. Uh, is it weird, though? Is and it? then they uh, they wind up back in the game room of the Lower Decks crew playing Batlets and Binoosh again. And Boimler tries to, uh, to do something confident and daring and ends up dying immediately. And that is the end. Episode two of season three. Star Trek, Lower Decks, the least dangerous game. Let's chat about that. I say, darling, let's do a quick chat about that. Yes, yes, let's do. Any thoughts, Stevie? Well, it rather made me smile because I thought, at the beginning with the Dungeons and Dragons game, I thought, oh, Aki would love this. I, and I did. And, and I did, may have yes. watched it two times. Yeah, well, that's what we do here. I loved it. Very fun. Um, played into some of the things that, you know, Boimler, like this character development. Is he ever going to get promoted? Yeah. Mariner, quite honestly, is she ever going to get together with Ransom? Like mm. this sort of power dynamic that's playing out between them. Mm -hmm. Curious. Um, let's see. I don't know. There wasn't much for Rutherford and Tendi in this one. Right. Well, Rutherford, but, Tendi is sort of like has her head on straight. That's kind of Tendi's thing. She's giving good advice to everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, and I feel like Rutherford and his relationship with uh, Billups, who, what's Billups' first name? It's like, uh, not, oh, it's Samathan. Samathan. Because really? at the point where they're in the volcano, I think he says, Billups is like, it's been a pleasure serving with you. And Rutherford says something like, oh, Samathan, <laughs> the pleasure was all mine or something like that. Lieutenant Commander, 
Andarithio slash Andy Billups. Wow. Why did I come mm. up with the salmon fan? I have no idea. What am I thinking of? Uh, let's uh, see. Played by that comedian okay. person that you like. Full disclosure. Oh, yeah. Played by, uh, gosh, what is his name? What it, it, is his it, name? Uh, Paul Shear. Paul Shear, yes, of The League. And uh, how did this get made? The podcast about bad movies. Um, so, uh, yes, a truly, I thought, yeah, the other two don't have like huge development here, but we see what's going on yeah. with our, our two mains. And uh, I'm sure we'll get to see more of what's going on with Tendi, who's now like, you know, big time science officer. Totes. Uh, yeah, totes I, with goats. One curious thing that came up for me was like, because Tendi came out of the shower and she was just standing in a towel giving Boimler advice. I was like, um, what, 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 <laughs> why? What I thought about? it was very funny. I guess when you think about it, you're like, if they're all living in shared quarters, it's like summer camp. Like you get out. You I have, guess. They probably have, they don't have their own sonic showers. <laughs> they're not command staff. True. No sweet sweets. Because we did see, didn't we have a scene where they were all in their sonic showers or something? I thought it was in so. Season one or two. Yeah, yeah, that's been a while. But mm. but yes, that was very strange. It just made for a very funny. It was very like sitcommy for her to be like out of the shower and like giving Boimler advice while he's like looking at his pen, like I don't know what I'm gonna do to get promoted. And she's like, you gotta say yes to things, Boimler. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fun. And yes, yes, very fun. I, I like I said, I really liked how they. As like a throwaway joke, we're like, yes, obviously the pleasure planet has uh, evil god or some kind of weird twist mm-hmm. <laughs> to their their. Uh, instead of shaking hands, they like make out, and it's all like by the everyone's by the pool all the time. But then if you don't show your navel in the sanctuary, you you'll be sacrificed to the god. And if you have an outy navel, your outy navel, yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Uh, and then, of course, yeah, the the idea of, like, reversing sort of <laughs> who does what on an away mission is also just a very interesting, not a huge thing here, but it's like that the engineers weren't the ones working against the clock while the command staff were on the ground sort of, you know, interacting diplomatically. It was the other way around. And so Mariner is itching the whole time. She's, of course, she should know how to fix an orbital platform. She's Starfleet. And, of course, Billups and Rutherford should know how to diplomatically engage. But, you know. People have their talents. And of course, Ransom's beautiful abs save mm. the day. Of course. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I, it's just so hard for me not to talk about this Easter egg because it's the biggest thing for me. So should we go to... Oh, hello, everyone, and welcome to the, uh, well, to, what do we call my thing? I don't know. The main uh, set phaser's desk. We go directly now to Stevie at the Easter egg desk. Stevie, how are you today? Well, hi there, Augie. How you doing? Happy to be here. Happy to be here, as always. And the uh, the forecast here on the set of Lower Decks looks wonderful. What a great day we're having down here. You're doing forecasts now. That's uh, yeah. Great. I don't know. Last week it was traffic. This week it's weather forecasts. Yeah. Okay. Great. You're in front of a green screen, I see. Mm-hmm. Did you listen, by the way, last week? I added some helicopter sounds. It was rather fun. No, I didn't hear that part. I just kind of listened to make sure it was all cool. I'll, I'll go and listen to it. Oh, your... yeah. Listen. <laughs> I, I, added, I had some fun. It's great. You know me. Me and sound design. It's all good fun. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Anyway, so Easter eggs. Uh, obviously, the very first one is the interactive Klingon gaming. Batlefs and Bichnoch. Is that what you said? Bichnoch. A tabletop Klingon role-playing game. 
Um, but so what you were mentioning was that it was reminiscent of the 1990s VCR game, specifically yes. called Star Trek The Next Generation, a Klingon challenge featuring Gowron, yes. actor Robert Riley playing a different Klingon character, and Mr. Frakes as Commander Riker. Now, I've never played that game. Well, here's the thing. Neither have I. I okay. just knew that it existed and wanted it. And it was like an interactive game where you like, it was sort of like board game slash Dungeons and Dragons, but with, you had to have a TV with a VCR so you could play pre-play, pre, like what they did in the show. Basically, there were like little bits where like, I assume Frakes would come on and be like, Ensign, I need you to get to the whatchamacallit. And then you'd play a little game and then you'd get there and then, you know, Gowron would be there and he'd be like, hello, I'm Gowron. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, do you want should we get it? It's twenty five bucks. How would we play it? Does it come with everything? Do you have well, a, not VCR? a VCR? I don't have a VCR, but we could yeah, get we a VCR. Play it. I mean if they make a digital if they make like an MP4 of it, I'm down. Oh, that's a good idea. It's hmm. probably really clunky and bad. But, oh probably. Uh it sounds like super super fun. Huh. Okay, well we'll look into that. Anyway, let's continue. Um so you never played it. I wonder No. If, oh, I, I never got it. I never even got it. But I knew it existed and I wanted it and I never got it. Because I just don't even know how it would work as a VCR. Like, I completely understand how it would work as a video game. This was like pre that. You had to like play and then it would be like, you know. Pause. Did you have to fast pause. forward to certain bits? How did you? That's a great question. I wish. I don't know. I, I think I've played games that were similar. And yeah, you would have had to fast forward. And like, if you made this option, you had to fast forward to this part. And they would have like little screens to let you know where you where you were in the game and stuff. That sounds quite annoying and quite terrible. But if there is a digital version, let's do it. Yeah, extremely cumbersome, I'm sure. In fact, I bet you someone's created that. Come on, there's technology. Someone will have created it. Of course. An online version. Okay, well, we'll come back to that. Um, so on the hunt, the game that was conducted by Cranch, now apparently, this is a bit of a joke by Mike McMahon, uh, named as a combination of ketchup and ranch. Great. Cranch. Don't know why. Don't know why. Um, so while the hunt-based culture was reminiscent of the uh, Herogen from Star Trek Voyager, mm. Voyager, Mike McMahon said that the original inspiration for Crunch came from a DS9 episode, Captive Pursuit, Hello. featuring hunters uh, pursuing Tosk, a sentient prey species. So I thought you you're, he's really digging into the DS9 stuff this season. We're getting a lot of DS9 preview this episode, this season. I don't know why. I don't know why they go to DS9, but I'm curious. Do they think that they've exhausted everything from TNG and um No, of course not. But maybe they're maybe the next season they'll be I don't maybe they're just like paying homage. Mm. It'll be like Voyager, hey, and then yeah, maybe it'll be like an Enterprise season or something. Yeah, well, good, good, good point. Um, okay, so Spring Ball. Now you'll remember that uh, he played, uh, Boimler went and played Spring Ball with Shax. Um, so Spring Ball was a two-person Bajoran game first yeah. seen in the DS9 episode for the cause. However, the game closely re uh, resem represented, resembled handball. Mm -hmm. um, the rackets and courts out and outfits seen on Lower Decks more closely resembled racquetball scene played on TNG and DS9, notably in the episode Rivals. Yes. So was that yeah. the one with uh, Frakes and his dad? I feel like it was. And that's, I didn't remember that Spring Ball was a DS9 thing, was a, was a Bajoran thing. I mm. totally remembered the TNG episode of them playing. Oh, um, the space dive, of course, Mariner and Mariner and Ransom took a, the quick way down, as you mentioned, on the uh, orbital. What was it? The orbital uh, lift. Orbital lift. Orbital lift. How British. Um, 
And it was very much called back to the 2009 Star Trek movie when Kirk, Sulu and Olsen dove from a shuttle to the Narada drilling platform. And of course, I think Olsen was the first red shirt and he just died. Yeah, he was the red shirt. Done. Done. Oopsies. And then lastly, the the most obvious one that I had was they were, uh, when they arrived on the surface of Dulane, Mariner quipped that it was one of those cultures that you run everywhere and kiss hello, right? Representing, sorry, ref- I keep saying that word, referencing the TNG episode Justice and the Edo who did like to run everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. The one where uh, it was Mr. Crusher, in fact, who nearly ended up um, being executed for crossing yes. into, I don't know, a, a garden that was that changed all of the time. Yeah, exactly. I can't remember. Uh, it's described that very well. Yes. And did you have any more? I did not have any more. I just thought it was, uh, like you say, they're doing a lot of DS9 mm. referencing. We don't see a lot of Martok. I mean, we. I, wonder, I think we do see Martok a bit in TNG, but he's like the Klingon Empire and Worf and Martok and Gowron feature heavily in, in like seasons three and four of uh, D Space Nine. So it's nice to see Martok, the Chancellor. Once again, he talks like this. Uh, I think you'd make a great Klingon when we go to Comic Con next year. Oh my God, I'd love to be a Klingon. You could be. Can do you want to be Worf? Would you be Worf? No, I'd be someone. I'd be someone off the beaten path. Is like a little bit less noble. You know, I want to wear the. You don't metal like stuff. to be noticed. You don't no, want to be an officer. You don't want to be captain. You're just like. Yeah, I want to be just like some doofus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, that's all we'll hear from the uh, set of Lower Decks, and uh, the forecast is looking sunny, 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 sunny out here. Uh, so, Aki, it is back to you in the studio. Oh, thank you very much. And uh, now we'll go straight ahead to quotable moments. Quotable moments. I didn't Couple. have any. I was busy with the oh. Easter eggs. What'd I wrote down quite a few, but on my phone as I was watching them on my iPad as I was waiting to play a wedding yesterday. But. Here we go. What have we got? Oh, in reference to the Dulanians uh, and uh, Mariner saying it's one of those cultures where they run around everywhere and kiss. Uh, Ransom says Starfleet isn't all about being fed fruit by erotic aliens with slightly different nose ridges. Sometimes you got to get your hands dirty when you're making your stay on the platform. Uh, um, a Martok's uh, speech to uh, Boimler, I don't know, it really appealed to me, uh, in which he says, the hunted oh wait no that's the next one marduk says the only way you can lose now is by letting your foe define who you are never back down never cower uh which i very much enjoyed uh there was oh uh speaking of marduk uh i the beginning which you did which is unexplained i'm gonna read the whole thing because it's fun and i want to do the marduk voice it's his thing that he does at the beginning of batlets and bishnush Ah, the blood of my enemies is forever immortalized in my Dachtag. I can still taste their final panicked screams. My death will be ecstasy, a glorious end that will take me straight to Stovokor. I have honored my house, but will you? Uh, uh, Love and it. Then, uh, oh, uh, I forgot to mention the really funny part. Right there, it's kind of a throwaway thing, is that he then says, How many Klingon warriors will honor their Todouj? And then Tendi says four, and he says, I heard four, which is just a funny reference to telecommunications right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, was there another one? Uh, I guess I liked the cranch bit with uh, Boimler where he gives him notes and he says, uh, uh, when you decide to switch it up and become the hunter, you can't just announce it and stand there. You have to stick and move. Uh, so anyway. Oh, oh. God. 
Mm -hmm. so I, I don't put them in a thing anymore. I just bold them in my stupid rundown. Uh, Mariner saying, wow, psychic baby, evil computer, and a volcano. You guys ever heard of Overkill? Mm-hmm. Yeah, love them. Very good. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, and the very end is just funny because Boimler, you know, he's feeling himself because he's done so much great stuff. And he says, I confidently enter the bar and demand blood wine. And then the computer, Martok, says, the bartender rips off your arm and kills you with it. It is not an honorable death since technically you died by your own hand. <laughs> and those are the quotable moments I think I wrote down. Huh. Oh, Something I don't about have lava a... tubes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't have any Trek news. Let's see. No Trek news? Well, because, uh, well, let's go to next time and talk about what's happening in three days. Oh, oh, yes. Um, I've forgotten where my button is. Hang on a minute. Next time on set phasers yeah next time on set phasers we'll be talking about episode three of season three 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 uh but also in the interim we shall have to contend with the fact that september 8th is star trek something day what do they call it star trek day Star yes, Trek Day. Star Trek Day, September eighth, coming up on Thursday. I've actually, Thursday. Pretty, I've blocked off my entire afternoon. <laughs> I'm like, no meetings. I'm busy. I wish I could. I'm going to be on a train <laughs> for the first part of it, but I will hopefully catch the the second part of it. But I'm assuming we'll get some news about some things. Yes, uh, particularly, I saw that uh, Discovery is going to have a, a ship, a season four ship uh, tour with uh, the dock. Uh, and then Sonequa uh, Martin Green will be a special guest, and also maybe another special guest. Everyone announced yet? So uh, we always get lots of fun things on Star Trek Day. Yeah, uh, it should be. They plan it well because you get Star Trek Day and then you get First Contact Day. Yes. roughly six months so apart. Two things that exactly. Works. Yeah, so they can do the First Contact and then Star Trek Day is usually more of the like, here's here's some trailers for next year kind of thing, which will be great. So probably mm -hmm. we'll see a Discovery trailer, Strange New Worlds trailer. And maybe a Picard trailer? I think the Picard crew is going to be in full effect on Star Trek Day. Do you think... Oh, here's the thing. Do you think we might get a movie clip? Because, I mean, they are nowhere near it, but I, th I think they might just do, a, like, a really short teaser. Because they've confirmed it's going ahead now. They'll be like, 2024. Pretty much, happen. yeah. Who knows? Uh, so we'll see. Anyway, big day coming up September 8th. And then we'll have tons of Star Trek news uh, uh, yes. in the episode following, I assume. Uh, but anyway, listen, hey, if you enjoyed the episode, uh, please find us wherever you get your podcasts. We are we put out every new episodes as often as we can on Mondays. Uh, today is Monday and it's all my fault and I'm exhausted. But uh, we put out new episodes and we've covered every new franchise of Star Trek from Discovery right on down to Strange New Worlds. So we've got tons of back episodes that you can check out. Awesome. Well, and uh, don't forget to follow us on the old Instagram. We are at Set Phases and at Set Phases Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, respectively. And of course, please follow us wherever you uh, choose to on, well, basically, come and join us on Patreon, was the next thing. Patreon.com forward slash Set Phases. Yes, indeed. And you already mentioned the social, so I have nothing to say. Whoopsies. It's all right. Well, and, oh, and today, <gasps> today I'm going to see Wrath of Khan. That's today. It's today. How dare you rub that in Pachak. my face. Gone. Gone. Well, until Gone. next time, I'm Stevie Mans. Mm -hmm. 
from hell's heart, I stab at thee to the last breath. Or something like that. <laughs> anyway, enjoy. Um, <laughs> you want to sign off, Aki? Uh, that you got to do the thing and then I do the thing. Well, I said I'm from, until next time, I'm Stevie Manns. Oh, and, so I, I did and then I'll say I missed that because I was so excited about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm a wingered lizard type creature, and that doesn't really apply to you. And this has been Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Computer. End program. Mm-hmm.